cliffcentral.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to the O'Neill Africa Experience. brand new one from Davido. it's called Assurance I think possibly one of the biggest um, artists out of the continent at the moment well I know Whiskey fans <laughs> would not necessarily be happy about this but look he's one of them he's one of the biggest artists coming through out of Nigeria obviously this is his latest offering it's simple it's simply titled Assurance ladies and gentlemen Welcome to the O'Neill Africa Experience on a Friday afternoon. My name is O'Neill, and today it doesn't seem as though um, 37MPH is here joining us, but I'll tell you what. The show is going to be super awesome. We've been trying to get this man in studio for a while now. Look, what I appreciate about this man is that he's a songwriter. There is nothing... There's nothing that gets my panty wet like just a man who is a songwriter. <laughs> so yeah, man, in studio today, uh, we'll be joined by Zano Erben, uh, who's got, um, who's gonna be talking to us about his career, what he's been up to. The man also grew a beard. So clearly it's been a while. He's actually one of the favorites here on the show. We've had him uh, on a couple of times, except it was a while back. So we're going to make this one count. The band is here as well. Thank you very much for joining us. We're coming back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the O'Neill Africa Experience. Welcome back. 
Oh yes, as promised, we've got Zano in studio today and the man is standing by. How you doing, bro? I'm easy, brother. How you doing? Firstly, let's discuss the beard before we go any further. <laughs> I just got tired of shaving, man. Really? It's, it's admin. Shaving is a lot of admin. Especially if you're living, if you're living your life on the street, living your life on the run. How long did oh, it man. take you to, to grow this beard? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> what has been? <laughs> Two months? Three months? Yeah, well, it hasn't been long. It hasn't been long. I just actually let me tell you the reason why I grew the beard yeah. was because I was doing um, uh, the 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 Broadway stage musical, um, the color purple. Oh, nice! So my character is quite an old, it's an older, it's an older man. Ah, I see. You know, and I I really didn't want to have stuff put on my face. I was like, well, it's just a beard. I can grow a beard instead of having a wig of a beard. You T- know. So tell me I, about I that. What was your role like? Um, so I play the role of Pa. Um, pa is uh, the father to the lead character, um, Silly, who, if you've watched the movie, that's the character that is played by Whoopi Goldberg. Um, so, you know, it's a quite a, it's quite a very hectic character because it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a very abusive uh, um, character. But yeah, by nature. Yeah, by nature. The character, I mean, I mean, the character abusive, by nature yeah. is very abusive. Um, and uh, he's, he's, he's very, he's very, he plays a very integral part in the story between Silly and, uh, Mr. Who, who in the play, um, is the, the husband to the lead, Silly. I've never been able to understand that. Obviously, you're an actor, I'm not. If, <laughs> if you have to play a, a character, of, uh, particularly of somebody who is extremely abusive. Yeah. I, I can't imagine where does the motivation come from for for you. Where do you draw the inspiration from? Because I imagine you have to dig from a very deep and dark place, and in order to um, to, to give an a stellar performance, you have to, to to look believable. Look, especially if you're not an abusive guy by yeah. nature, you know, then you have to you have to do more research, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, every every time I do a stage musical. Um, what I normally do is I would I would just take like a, a full month of just researching and just Do you either, speak to abusive men? Um, I don't necessarily speak to abusive men, but I, I observe a lot of uh, you know what, what men are doing. Behavioral patterns. You know, um, unfortunately unfortunately we live in a society where that is out in the open. Yeah. You know, where where um, um abusive people are are, are walking are among, like they are walking amongst us. So it's not a it's not very hard to find characters like that yeah. and to just sit and just uh, look at the mannerisms, look at how they do things, look at how they talk and uh, just tap into their psyche, you know, every now and then. Because most of them, they don't even realize that they are abusive. Most of them, they grew up in homes where the, the father homes. or the grandfather was abusive. So as a child growing up in an environment like that, you think that is normal, you know. And obviously, if you're not an abusive person, you, you just think, no, but... That can't be true, you know. If 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 that is your norm, you look at things much more differently, and that's what I tap into um, as an actor in uh, in stage musicals. What do you take away from a character like that? I imagine it's very demanding emotionally. Um, you yeah. obviously have to be present, yeah, and you have to live with this character for an extended period of time. What do you learn as an individual, particularly in a society that is? Very patriarchal. Not only that, but look, times are extremely violent at the moment. 
the lesson that you take home when you go home what is that okay number one playing a character like that is emotionally training it's very emotionally training because every single night as you say you have to be present you cannot necessarily get on stage and act out a character you know you have to be the character you have to be convincing which is what i think uh we've been fortunate with when it comes to the color purple um the, the entire cast is just a group of excellent actors and singers and uh, what I take away from that is the fact that I think with us as men, a lot of us are damaged. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, um, society, whenever it refers to us as men, you know, they usually take it from the top. And, you know, the patriarchy, as you say, you know, the, the way that we treat our women, you know, and um, we don't necessarily pay attention to the core and the foundation of why men are like that. You know, most of us. Most of us men are like that because of where we come from, because of the teachings of our fathers. You know, mm. the greatest teacher of any young boy is seeing the father relate to other people, more especially relate to the mother and you know um, the other the, uh, other members of the family. So, if the father in the household where you grew up was disrespecting your mother, that would be your norm, right? Yeah. If your father, if you grew up in a house where your father was beating up your mother. That would be your norm You wouldn't think of it as wrong You would look at it And it'd be like Okay, it's normal So when you have a girlfriend one day And she does something wrong The first thing you do Is you raise your hand Because that is your norm And I, I, I feel like then It poses a challenge to us as men Especially when you have kids When you have boy kids When you've got sons And when you have daughters Then it becomes our responsibility As young men To teach our boys So that we can correct The wrongs of our fathers mm. Spoken like a true man I know he's in studio with us uh, today We haven't hung out with the man in a while He's been telling us what he has been up to But for now, let's get back to the music yeah, Music man. wise, where are you at the moment? Man, at the moment um, So music wise, I, I, took a, I took a very long break As an artist um, And focused a lot more on the songwriting And on the production um, Even took up a post as a lecturer um, a songwriting lecturer um, for doing for the past two years now um, at at uh, AFTA, mm-hmm. um, which now has a live performance department. Um, so they do you know vocals and songwriting, music production. Um, so I lecture um, songwriting. I've been doing that for the past two years, and uh, I've been writing and just producing um, for 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 other artists. And I just came back now. It's actually literally about what three months ago with a new single called Mbambe. And um, the good news is, as uh, I know, in the next week or two, uh, might be joining one of the biggest record companies in South Africa. Obviously, I can't say it right now because well, that's I what need, you think. I need, <laughs> I need, I need the ink to dry on that paper, you know, and uh, for the PR to be lined very well. But uh, it's uh, it's quite a good time for me to be alive, and I'm able to. To do my passion, which is singing, which is writing songs yeah. and being behind the scenes and producing for other acts, and um, I also get to just live out my dream of being a uh, a performer and uh, travel the continent, you know, and travel the world with uh, what I love. We love it when guys win, but le- I-, I just want to just uh, spend a little time on on writing. Yeah, you mentioned uh, you do it at that level. I mean, that's a high level. Yeah, particularly for an industry that seems to be still dragging its feet in as far as appreciation of people who do the work behind the scenes. Yeah, what are the do's and don'ts of songwriting? Songwriting is about it's it's, it's very simple. It's all about uh, relatability. Whatever you write has to be relatable to the audience. 
Um, if you look at all the biggest songs, um, even if, if, even if you had to go as far back as the 50s, 60s, 70s, um, the 80s, uh, all, all the big songs were, were, were relatable, you know, um, they had subjects that people could relate to. Mm. And, um, for me, that is the biggest, um, do and don't at the same time. If you write music that doesn't relate to the people, the people are not going to support it. Is it demanding? If, songwriting? Yeah. I, I wouldn't say demanding because I think for me it's a gift. You know, I mean, I started reading, I started, my, my mom forced me to read at like age, what, four? Uh, giving me old newspapers. So, and then sitting down and forcing me to sit down and read a column yeah. you know, to her. So I grew up being someone who reads and I grew up having a command of language at a very young age. And I'm, I'm quite observant as a person, you know, so, uh. so, so coming up with topics and coming up with themes and coming up with subjects of, of, of uh, songwriting, it's, it's, it's a no brainer for me. I must, however, say that in our SA music industry, we have a massive shortage of great songwriters. We have an influx of amazing producers, young boys that are just killing it. You get 14 year old boys now, 16 year old boys that are producing amazing music. You have, Singers, performers, um, that are incredible. You know, the new generation of performers that are coming up are quite amazing. But you don't have the balance then of the songwriter in the mix who can uh, be the glue between the production, which is amazing, and the performer who sounds amazing. You know, and uh, I, I think for me that is my niche. That's what I've been focusing on for, for quite some time. And um, I, I think I'm proud to say I've built a good I've built a good uh, intellectual property catalog, you know, yeah. dating back from the days of Lebo Matosa. Started writing for Lebo Matosa back in the days. Started uh, doing work with Vinny Da Vinci, getting on house music compilations and writing original house music. You know, the whole house music, it's a house music movement. Yeah. Was basically started by myself and uh, a guy called Bantu Soul. You know, and um, fast forward to now, you know, working with uh, the guys like Ricky Rick, uh, doing something with DJ Capital now. You know, layabouts, um, the, the layabouts, you know, T-Way. I'm, I've got a huge, 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 um, work base in Angola right now, you know, working with artists, um, 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 on that side of, uh, of, uh, um, of the nice. continent, you know, um, building, um, building an African empire, you know, nice. when it comes to the songwriting and, uh, and the performance, you know, and it's, it's, it's my wish that I am not the only one. Who takes up songwriting seriously and as something that uh, you know we can build? I mean, you got guys like Babyface, who dominated the nineties. You got R. Kelly, who dominated. You know, you've got uh, David Foster. You know, you've got a lot of songwriters um, in the worldwide uh, um, music industry. And I feel like in Africa right now, since all eyes are on us, we can uh, build amazing songwriters. So tell me about the consumption patterns, though. Is it the reason why? I is the reason why we find ourselves in a in, in a struggling place in as far as songwriting due to the fact that the consumption pattern is different. Um, what do people appreciate about music? When when people are listening to a body of a song, what do you think we are consuming um, in the song? Is it the music behind, or is the lyrics, or is the the tone of the artist, what do you think it is? I think we con- we, we, we're consuming a mood. We're consuming moods when it comes to music. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of songs that people listen to and they think, hey, this is this is foolish, this is stupid. Mm. But people are vibing to it. 
you know, um, and it might be because it gets them in a certain mood. You know, when you want to turn up, there's a specific song that you want to listen to. When you want to sit down and just be cool, calm and collected, you know, on a Sunday, having a cocktail, whatever you, whatever your poison is, there's a certain kind of song or kind of music that you want to listen to. So people consume moods. Hmm. People consume um, 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 things that uh, um, touch their present state at that moment. You know, and I feel like as a songwriter, if you're able to tap into that, um, understanding that there's a spiritual level to the music and understanding that there's a, a way to align yourself within that spiritual path of music, you know, then you, you become an untouchable force, man. If you're joining us now, we are hanging out with Zanoa in studio and the managers. This is a masterclass. <laughs> songwriting. That's exactly I just did what one last week. <laughs> songwriting masterclass. <laughs> Now, I imagine that people um, with whom you are m- most comfortable uh, with in studio, yeah. I mean, you've done countless uh, collaborations. Yeah. Can you single out one artist or one producer that you truly enjoy working with and he, he or she makes working uh, with just a pleasure? Um, okay, so so I'll, 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 I'll do one, one singer, one um, producer. One singer would be a female vocalist called Tiwe. Actually, have a very funny story with Tiwe because the day before, um, we had we had just done No Lie, and No Lie, you know, was amazing. Was doing very well on radio. Was doing well in the in the radio charts. And I was looking for the next single, so I came up with this idea, a song called Oceans Apart. And I produced the song at home, and then I I, I recorded the chorus and I sent it to her immediately. Now, mind you, this is like three in the morning, three a.m. And uh, I know Tiwi Tiwi is like me I mean at 3 I'm always awake at 3 For some reason I'm, I'm 3 a.m. Between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. Between 3 and 5 I'm always awake I sent her the track And I was like Yo write something At 6 She hits me up And like Yo I've recorded something um, I'm coming to your place To record uh, Mind you The day before that I had another vocalist Who Name shall not be mentioned And uh, We were doing a, a song And <laughs> We were recording a verse yeah. It took us the whole day <laughs> to record the verse because <laughs> now we had to take it line by line because yeah. for some reason the melody was just too much for for the vocalist. And uh, here was I thinking, okay, cool, I need to get some snacks, I need to make sure there's food because we might just stay here the whole day because yeah. me and here are recording a whole song. Tio rocks up to my house and she's like, okay, cool, let me just have a sip of water, let's go to the studio, let's record this thing before I forget it. And then here I am thinking, okay, we're going to take the whole day and we're going to be chilling there and uh, we're going to run through this thing, do like five takes before we get the right take. I kid you not. She was like, just let it play. Don't stop it. And in one take, she recorded her verse and recorded her bridge parts in one take. That is That session lasted exactly nine minutes and 37 seconds because I put a timer... <laughs> I took my phone and just put a stopwatch on it. It lasted nine minutes and thirty-seven seconds, and we had a smash hit. We had oceans apart, you know, together, and uh, it was an amazing that song. And that insane. song just was like one take, and that was it. When it comes to producers, um, the two young boys from the Eastern Cape who are coming up right now, called Mister Lou and MSK, and man, those boys are fire. You know, I I love their heart. I love their work ethic. I actually met the boys. In 2015 And they hit me up on Facebook They're like Yo, Khutman we, we like your music We've got beats Can we send it to you? And I've got this culture of If somebody says I've got beats 
can you listen? Yeah. I, I mean, cool. Just send it. Give me my email. I send through the beats. If I like them, I'll tell you this is dope. If I feel like there's something I need to work on, then I, I do tell you as well. And I, I, I let them know that before I even listen. And I was blown away by this boy's talent, man. You know, and they were very young at the time. And I was like, I want to work with you, you know, and up to this day, their work ethic, they, their heart, their spirit, you know, mm. man, I love those boys so much. And I mean, they, they're very quick. I nice. love, I love, I love a quick producer. I love the kind of producer that if I work with, the turnaround of a project doesn't take six months. Cause some producers, like you do a song today, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're going to get it a year later because they don't have time. That seems to be the issue right now, isn't it? Like, we are finding more and more that not all is well behind the scenes. You have producers who are failing to deliver in terms of their turnaround time. You have artists who, if they're not being divas, they're not paying producers or they just don't acknowledge them at all. That seems to be something that is prevalent at the moment. I mean, the big question with that is do they last? You know, because if you look at guys like Pharrell, Look at guys like Timberland. Look at guys like Dr. Dre. Um, man, you look at guys like uh, the Eight Mafia. You know, um, the late uh, the late Ruby Malinga, who I've had the privilege of working with. You know, you check a lot of these guys. You realize that what kept them on top or what keeps them on top is their work ethic mm. and the fact that they they don't do this whole thing of this. And I'm sorry to say like this Of like young producers Who think just because They are the hardest thing At the moment Then they're going to Give everybody a tough time This is a job This is work It's I the like same that. thing It's the same thing As waking up in the morning And going to the office I don't know why Young creatives think Just being a creative Means it's that enough. you can Just drag your feet You know This is a job In fact I love There's a Bible verse uh, I think it's Proverbs Chapter 18 verse 16 That says that Your gift will make room for you and it will put you before kings and not in front of obscure men. Amen. And something that people don't realize with that is the Bible only says, that verse says, your gift will make room for you. It doesn't say your gift will keep you in the room. And that is what young creators miss because your gift does make room for you. You get an opportunity to be Cliff Central, you know, to come and work, do your thing. But if you don't have the work ethic to back your gift with, then you will not stay in that room. Worse, you will not be introduced to other rooms that are bigger than the room that you are in at that time. And I just feel like young creatives need to just crack that, man. Because right now, the generation that we have does not believe in work ethic. And this is why you get the same old, same old people still dominating the industry. And then you complain. I love speaking to this man. He speaks my language. Zano is in studio with us. What are you performing for us today? Yo, man, uh, I think it's a... Uh, I think it would be a good thing to, 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 to start with the song that, uh, you know, a lot of people were reintroduced to me by, um, a song that I did with the layabouts. Mm-hmm. And the song is called No Lie. No Lie, ladies and gentlemen, our first performance of the day with Zano. The band is here. Welcome back. Welcome back to the O'Neill Africa Experience. Experience. 
Let's go. Okay, go song, go something like this. My heart beats for you, my mind thinks about you. Don't shut me down, girl, my heart is exposed. Yeah. Be a fool for you and pop it on the streets just so I can get a chance to be with you. Never said I'm perfect, girl, I'm far from it. But this right here, me and you, it's perfect. You can fly to Venus, hide in the ocean. Whatever it takes, girl, I will make you mine. Whatever it takes, anything I gotta do, just say the word, say the word. Whatever it takes, anything I gotta do. Oh, my love is no lie, babe. Whatever it takes, I will make you mine. My love is no lie, babe. No lie, no lie, no lie, no lie. Hey, my love is no lie, babe. Whatever it takes, I will make you mine. My love is no lie, baby. No lie, no lie, no lie, no lie, no lie, no lie. Colors, colors of love. Let me show you colors. Not one for fairy tales, babe. But I do believe in happily ever after. Not much of a dreamer, babe. All I know is I need you in my reality. We cannot deny I'm your Adam, you're my Eve. Take the fall for you as long as I'm with you. You're the perfect melody to my song. My heart to ya. Oh, whatever it takes, anything I gotta do. Just say the word, say the word. Whatever it takes, anything I gotta do. My love is no lie, Whatever it takes, I will make you mine. My love is no lie, No lie, no lie. Baby, I feel free, come on and walk with me, you're here 
out, please. I will dig your company, your style, your smile, your peace mentality. Oh, by the way, baby, Walk around the park after dark. Find a spot for us to spark. Conversation, nevertheless, stimulate. Share our situation, temptation, elevation, relaxation, elevation. Maybe we can talk about Revelation 317. Let's take a long walk around the park of the dark. Find a spot for us to spark. Conversation, nevertheless, stimulation. Share our situation, temptation, elevation, relaxation, elevation. Maybe we can talk about Revelation 317 317 Revelation 317 Yeah, transport you man that's absolutely amazing that was thanks stunning a lot, thanks a lot man. you are a spiritual person yeah definitely talk to me about that side of you um look man that side of me is very important because i i really feel that everything that i am and everything that i am attached to and everything that i'm becoming is directly linked to god you know and my ancestors you know, um, I'm the kind of person, you know, sometimes I know we, we, we have this religious talk and people are like, you know, our, our African spirituality that, that doesn't matter, you know, but I truly believe that as Africans, we have always worshipped God, you know, and uh, we have always honored our ancestors. And, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, we, we tend to confuse things, obviously, because of where we come from as a people and what, um, we've been told is wrong from what we've been doing you know i think as africans we've always had the connection i always make a joke and i say uh, you'll never go to a white church and then find an altar call and find a white pastor going fire 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 and people are falling you always get that in a black church and i always say i always say the reason is because africans are very spiritual beings you know when they tap into that spiritual place man they go deep you know and um, yeah man so like for me the spirituality is very important you know I, I i worship god you know i honor my ancestors all the time and i i am of the i'm always of the knowledge and understanding that i may i'm a direct representation of my lineage i'm a direct uh, representation of you know uh, my history of my nice. family you know and i carry my family name with pride you know you know and you know that is that is a great nation you know it's a cuisine a great nation of kings a great nation of royalty you know and i carry that with me all the time knowing that i i don't just have a surname attached to me but it is a rich and diverse history that i carry with me and that i i i i, I help to grow with every living day that i i breathe on this earth how do you deal with frustrations Yo, man, frustrations. That's a that's a subject that's very close to home, you know, because um, um, about about three three years ago, I had a heavy bout of depression, you know, and the then and, and and the depression was brought about by 
by frustration, you know, by the stress of the industry that I'm in, you know, by the stress of putting too much pressure on myself, you know, and uh, just by and just you know by 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 not being at peace, you know, and uh, it was so bad that I was actually admitted to a psychiatric ward, you know, uh, <laughs> true story, true story, you know, and I mean that's the thing that a lot of creatives are battling with. Frustration, depression, stress, and creators are very good at hiding, at hiding their frustrations. They're very good at hiding depression, you know, because we, you don't want anyone to know that you're going through that. It's it's a it's as if we take it as a sign of weakness, you know. But uh, you know, about a year ago, I started really just getting onto a personal journey of just seeking peace within myself. You know, and um, seeking a place of stillness where the numbers don't matter. I don't care about the numbers. I don't care whether I'm number one or I'm number hundred like in line. I don't care about who's the best. I don't care about who's the biggest. Every day I wake up in the morning, and this is how I've I've fought frustration. I think for the past year, and uh, I've been on a winning path since then. Mm. Every morning I wake up with the knowledge that I actually wake up and do what I love. Finish and clear. I don't get up in the morning and go and then go do something else to subsidize what I want to do as a passion. I actually am living my passion. You know, I'm teaching, I'm lecturing, um, which, which, which speaks directly to empowering young creatives, which speaks directly to sharing the knowledge that I've accumulated, that I've, acquired, that I've acquired over the years as a writer and as a creative working uh, proactively in the music industry I share the knowledge with young creatives So that they can you know, carry the baton forward I wake up every morning And uh, I have a studio at my place And I work, I produce, I write for artists I get paid by labels to do that And I, add, I also earn uh, intellectual property And I build a catalogue for myself nice. I wake up every morning knowing that I can travel the entire continent I just came back from Angola this past weekend You know Um and I uh, you know we, we, I've, I've traveled extensively, you know, and there's people who, for the kind of life that I'm living, you know, they wake up in the morning and they go to jobs they don't like to face people that they don't like and then try to please people that don't like them with mm. material things that don't matter, you know. So that is, that is powerful. That is, in fact, that is sobering. I, Speaking of that, I just want to talk to you about social media, the role of social media in our lives today in relation to um, depression. Yeah. And just um, this turmoil that we find ourselves in. Yeah. And by turmoil, I'm referring to the emotional space we seem, the collective emotional space we seem to find ourselves a lot of the times. Yeah. Um, the role of social media to you. How do you think it's lending its hand to the situation? So I liken social media to a gun, right? When uh, a gun was developed, um, the person or the people that developed guns didn't intend it for what guns are being used for right now. Guns are supposed to be used by certain people for a specific reason. And one of those specific reasons was to keep peace, was not to make war. And guns are freely available now They can be used by anyone You look, in, you look, you watch CNN, you watch Sky News, you watch BBC And you see these American kids going to pawn shops And buying guns And then going to school and shooting people Social media is exactly like that um, In fact, I, I, even, I even took a break from social media You know, I deleted my Twitter page 
Um, and, and people think that's, that people are like, no, but why? It's your business. I'm like, no, it's not my business. My, my only promise to the industry is the music. I don't want to go to every, to, to every ribbon cutting in Joburg. I don't want to go to every PR event. That's not me. I, and, and this is who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a fanboy from Mbaleg, you know, in the Bumalanga province. And I take pride in that about where I come from. Because that's my history, that's my heritage, and that built my character, you know. Social media right now is a very negative space because what happens is everybody puts their highlight reel. Nobody puts their struggles. It's the it's the, it's like the whole debate of entrepreneurship and people and people are saying, Yo, we need to be entrepreneurs and what and people don't talk about how hard being an entrepreneur is. And people don't talk about how you can actually get sick. You know, from being an entrepreneur, you know, mm. um, social media lends a very big hand in depressing people because also those who come across as successful, then they flash their success in your face. They don't build you mm. to show you how you can also get to their level, but they come to you and they flash their possessions at you and they say, "Look at where I am and look at where you are." And this is why everybody's talking about they've got haters. And I'm like, you don't have haters. Keep quiet. You don't have haters. Just stay in your lane. Do your job. Do your thing. Succeed. Prosper. You'd be blessed in your lane. You know, but then don't, don't accumulate, um, the riches and think that now everybody else doesn't matter. You know, rather, I feel like we should be teaching each other and uh, 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 uplifting each other, show each other how we got to where we are. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think there was even a study, you know, um, that was conducted um, talking about depression and social media, and the role that social media uh, uh, plays in, in, in depression. And if you look, more and more younger people are getting depressed. You get a twenty-one-year-old depressed mm. about their life, and you're like, "What are you doing? You're twenty-one. Mm. Why are you depressed about?" Your future. You, you're only 21. You get a 19 year old getting depressed about <laughs> about success, it, and it's it, like, isn't it ironic though that <laughs> social media, the role that it plays, it is so dangerous that you could come from a place of peace being your home, yeah, and go and find yourself depressed on social media. Of course. Which has no bearing whatsoever on how you are raised or how you live your life at home. You are fine. You've got a, a solid foundation, but you go and pick up depression on social media. Of course. It is, it is, it is very dangerous because remember that also one of the things that um, social media perpetuates and, and really promotes is competition. Unhealthy competition. Unhealthy competition because there's this thing that I'm competing with you, I'm better than you, I'm this and that. And I'm of the notion that, man, the cake is big. Secondly, you don't focus on what someone else is doing. Focus on bettering yourself in the, in the, in, in the line and, and the stream where you are called for. Mm. We are all called for something. We're all called for a higher purpose. You know, I, I, I always say maybe with me, my calling is not necessarily music, but maybe my calling is using the music to get to big public platforms and talk to people and heal people. You know, I, I, I speak to the soul of man and I think that is my calling. It's not mm. the music. The music is the means to an end. 
the music is a means to get me to the people so that they can give me the attention and listen to me because what the world needs now what these kids need right now what south africans need right now what africans need right now what the whole world needs right now is the healing of the soul mm. people are broken out there people are really 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 broken social media more especially you know just plays a role where it just breaks you you could be you could have been the most happiest and the most content person in in your ekasi you know or in your flat or wherever and then you go on social media and then all of a sudden now you also want to mention you also want the fast car you also want the money phone which is <laughs> like instagram you know and you know and like and like i mean your ancestors are looking at you and like what are you doing like your your path is bigger than that but you need to follow there's a, there's always a path to follow you know and we all have our own unique paths and i feel like that is what we should be concentrating on rather than trying to compete with everybody for their piece of the pie Zano is here with us Our final performance What are you performing for us? Um, so I'm going to do a song called Mbambe um, Which is uh, the latest single um, So I mean Remember I told you that I took a year off um, Just to find myself as well As a, as a performer um, Just to find myself Within the purpose of what I'm doing And just to find and to coin a sound Which I would like you know To be represented by Maybe like for the next what five, seven years and uh, you know, I meshed up house music with uh, uh, Afro soul and Afro pop, and just took down the tempo, you know. And I think we we've you got a winner. Something. I think we've got something that can work, you know. And the beautiful thing is, I'm not running in a lane. <laughs> it's a lot. Of, it's got a lot of people in it. Nice. That's the beauty of being a songwriter, you know, who's been around and who checks. You can pioneer happening. your own you path. Know, you pioneer your own path, and others can follow, you know. Um, but I, I think I, I prefer being a pioneer nice. over 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 trying to 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 follow what's been done. All right. So here we go. Welcome back. Welcome back. Just to the O'Neill Africa Experience. Welcome back. Welcome back. Just to the O'Neill Africa Experience. This one is simply called Mbamba. You ready, guys? All right, let's go. One, two, three. Someone said fairy tales are illusions. I must be trapped in a storybook. It's beautiful. Big 
Gani, Musumbizo Dali, Umusumba Begantina. Let's go to verse 2. Maybe we could start a revolution. Maybe we could be the revolution, babe. Maybe show them this is no illusion. Utando, Ayutando.
listening to the O'Neill Africa Experience. <laughs> Amazing things, man. We are still hanging out in studio with Zeno, who just gave us. Wow. Goosebumps. <laughs> That's exactly what you just gave us. You, 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 you seem to look. You're, you're obviously very passionate about what you do. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's evident when you perform. You just lose yourself, and it doesn't seem like you. You, you there isn't much of a structure. It's almost like you just allow the music to just uh, carry you through, and you just go on your performance. And it, it, it's very evident. Very few people are able to do that, and and I wanna you know just big up to you for that. Uh, thank you very much, Ben. I big up to you for that. that. What are you working on at the moment? What are you up to? Any exciting projects that you're involved with? Yes. So right now, um, I'm in the studio at the farm. <laughs> I'm recording. I'm recording my album at a farm in Whitbank. Nice. Um, there's a homeboy of mine there, you know, and it's like he plots a you know, like Gogo's Gogo's farm there, me. And we built a studio out there at the farm and it's far and it's quiet and the sky is clear. You can see the stars when mm. you go out. You can see the moon. It's not it's not a heavily polluted side of Whitbank. It's actually a place called Glua. Okay. Um just before Whitbank. And um uh, we we're planning to drop the album in September of this year. And uh, I'm quite excited about that album because the last time I dropped an album was 2015. You know, I uh, I'm one of those people as well who don't like dropping an album year after year mm-hmm. because I always I always think and believe that you gotta have a story to tell when you are releasing a, 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 a body of work. Yeah. You can't just release a body of work just because there's pressure or just because you think the bookings are going down. Which is another thing that you know I'm very happy about the fact that I diversified my brand earlier. Um, in my career, you know, so I can afford to not do music to take breaks. For, yeah, just, I can yeah. afford to take breaks, you know, and yeah. just do other things within the entertainment space. So we dropped the album 2018. Um, we are scheduled to finish uh, probably like end of August, end of July. You know, go to missing I'm also in the month of August, then drop uh, in September. I'm excited about that project. Uh, the second thing I think that's very exciting is I spoke about Angola earlier. You know. I mean, right now I've got probably the biggest Afro house song um, in Angola. Mm. I did with the, one of the big DJs there called DJ Sylvie, you know. And there's a lot of festivals that we're doing there. So, um, what I've always wanted, which is you know just to build a footprint out of South Africa and into other African countries, especially seeing that all eyes are on the continent right now. Um, everybody's looking to us for content. Everybody's looking to us for creativity. And, um, you know, we are also learning the business so that in the process we don't sell ourselves short. Nice. You know, because I think as Africans, one of our weaknesses is the, is the fact that whenever we, we, we look at things that come from outside of our continent, they are glamorized and we think they are better than ours. You know, and we, I'm glad that as creatives we get into a space where we, where, where we realize our power and where we are really just taking advantage of, of our gifts, of our talent, and of our creative industry, you know. So those are the two things: the fact that I'm building a footprint outside of the of the country, you know, which is quite amazing. Um, literally every month we are in a, a different African country, which is a beautiful thing for me. Mm. You know, and uh, the album that is dropping in September called "Leave a Message After the Beep." Beep. <laughs> I see. I like that. So, are you rec- are you releasing it under any particular label? 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, remember I said that uh, in a week or two from now. <laughs> so you should be recording. I'm going to be dropping that was a news. Trick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I know tricks. I can see them from a, from, from a mile away. <laughs> you know, there's a. We. This last song that I just performed in Bambi, I, I, I dropped it uh, independently and then we. We got a call from someone who I respect a lot in the music industry, and uh, he's heading one of the biggest um, 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 major record labels right now in the yeah. country. You know, and I mean, they, their track record since he came into the company is amazing. And the fact mm. that he decided to give me a call and was like, "Yo, we'd like to work. I'd like to take over the song, and I'd like to, you know, put an album out for you." I was like, "Great, exciting. Let's top the numbers." You know, mm. and that is just what we. A tightening now, you know, but definitely in a week from now, um, the most two weeks, we will put an announcement. You know, I definitely can come here and like just to drop into a young exclusive nyan and say, so I know uh, is doing business with so and so. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Zano, we love what you do, man. Continue um, uh, spreading the word. Continue teaching. And more importantly, bearing your soul. I think you 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 exert yourself bef- um, beyond the music, yeah. Which is, I think, uh, what most of uh, artists are or should be. You are conduits, um, and you're champions of change. So we we truly appreciate you. And and for me, I think what I appreciate uh, more is the fact that from the last interview we had together to now, I've, I've, there's a significant growth that yeah. is. Taken place and, and I can only be proud uh, For that Thank no, you thank very you. much for, for, for sharing yourself with us no, Thank you very much mate. I, I, I really appreciate that you know. And I mean let us also You know in the same practice Drive home The fact that You know um, as, as, as Africans man We won Yeah You know um, I feel I feel that is what we need Especially in this country To just realize That we are not alone man You know we are, South Africa is not a Is not a continent you know, you still hear people saying, people from here saying, "Hey, so and so come from Africa." And like, but you are, you are here, chief. You are also here. You know, so and and I, I mean, I know the Cliff Central. You know, there's people from from all over the continent yeah. that are listening to it. You yeah. know, let us drive the point home that Africa is one, and that if we can come together, man, we can be a force that can never be stopped. Zano, ladies and gentlemen. And we are playing out with uh, Ricky Rick hanging out with Zano. It's called Zandela. We will be back again next week, Friday, from myself and the rest of the team, as well as my producer, Palesa. Much love to all of you guys. Welcome back. Welcome back to the O'Neill Africa Experience. Welcome back to the O'Neill Africa Experience.